Hello, welcome to Blossom Buddies. <laughs> this is a show about Blossom. Hello, we're we're Blossom Buddies. We're here on NPR Radio, we're talking. About I, thought, I thought we were on uh, Jake and the the pig in the morning. I'm Jake. I'm the pig. It's morning. I'm running on about three hours of sleep, so I don't have the energy to do zany voices. So let's go back to NPR. All right. This is uh, season two, episode ten of Blossom, uh, entitled "Expectations." And Blossom, we open on Blossom making spaghetti with garlic. Yeah, they're in the kitchen. Uh, the kids are cooking. We get a really subdued "whoa" during this. I can't remember exactly what Joey was talking about, though. It doesn't matter because that "whoa" gets eclipsed. Oh, by the greatest "whoa." Uh, the greatest woe, probably in the history of the entire series. Yeah. We probably won't see a better woe than the one that's coming up in this episode. Joey also, uh, Blossom kind of yells at him for being an idiot. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, it must be that time of the week. Yeah, Joey gets biology. That's the joke. He's dumb. They uh, they make fun of Joey a bunch. I didn't write down all the jokes. Well, uh, he's but like, Blossom at one point says, if they drop a smart bomb on us, we can hide under Joey. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a table? <laughs> no, because he's not smart. Because he's a dummy? Um, also, he claims that Nick only dates bimbos from mm-hmm. Bimbo Land. Bimbo Land. He wants to know where it is. Where it is. Yeah. And uh, Joey's, or Blossom's just like, I can't deal with you. She's like, why do I always have to talk to him? And Anthony's like, just forget that he exists. Yeah. So Joey gives her a noogie. Um, and then we find out that was like the cold open. So we're right back in the kitchen, them around the the, the island in the center making yeah. this dinner. Talking about how Nick's uh, going to introduce them to his new lady friend. Yeah. And they're all nervous. They wonder They wonder what could be the, they wonder what could be so ashamed. Mm-hmm. That word didn't work in my brain there. <laughs> Nor did it work when it came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the uh, the kids are like, what, what what could there be to be ashamed of? There we go. There it is. And, and then Joey, Joey turns around. With, well, Joey turns around with uh, fangs oh, in his right. mouth that are like made of Cheetos carrots. or yeah. carrots. Yeah, he's acting like a zombie vampire. Yep. That's what they could be ashamed of, and we find out later that he is. <laughs> he <Yeah>. like <laughs> forgets to mention Joey when uh, his date asks him about his kids. So, yeah, this is the part where we find out that uh, Nick met her in an elevator. Mm. Um, Trapped and stuck in a a broken elevator. Yeah. And he says that he helped calm her down. Her name's Susan. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to look up who she's played by while I just... Yeah, I I don't know her name, but I can tell you that she is Summer's mom from Baywatch Seasons 2 and 3. So, uh, if you're up to date on your Baywatch, and by up to date, I mean like seven seasons behind... I'm taking a two-second break to say goodnight to Madison real quick. Okay. I'll talk about Baywatch. I can't carry this podcast by myself at this point. My fire alarm started going off at quarter to four in the morning and didn't stop until 6 a.m. And it's broken. And I'm on three hours of sleep. And it's the next... uh, it's nighttime. I've been up since 3.45 in the morning. And I don't really have much else to say about that. But Jason's uh, putting his wife to bed. So that's uh, sexy. And then he uh, is coming back to rejuvenate the podcast, because I cannot carry this on my own. Oh, did you just talk really slow that whole time? 
Mm, some of it was slow. <laughs> okay. I talked about how my fire alarm went off in the morning. Sweet. <laughs> That'll be a, a great story. I was for the stalling. Year. You know, they call this a stalling, <laughs> and it was quite obvious that that's what I was doing. Our audience are not idiots. They know wow. that I was just buying time until you came back. Yeah, that's I may true. or may not cut that out. I don't know. I assumed that you would if I got up and left the podcast for a moment. But I guess it has. To, it's all on the fly. It's all happening live. Yeah, I would love it if we didn't have to uh, edit at all. That would make my life easier. Yeah, but it would also make it seem more natural. That's true. But that's we'd have reason. to. We'd have to have some way of. Um, having that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I trailed off. There. I'm sorry because I'm also <laughs> trying. So Susan Anton mm-hmm. played Sue. She's billed as Susie. Yeah, is they she is she known for Baywatch? Oh, yep, Summer's mom. The third thing, Jackie Quinn. Correct. Uh, she was in Cannonball Run. Nice. Um, looks like I say that like I've seen Cannonball Run. I know, but I know what it is. I do know what it is. Right. I'm gonna go home and watch it after this. She's still in stuff. She was in Sharknado Four. <laughs> okay. So the word "stuff" is up for interpretation. Yeah. Uh, she's in the Serpico TV series. In one episode. Oh, she's in Wizards. Okay. That uh, sort of like heavy metal. All right. All right. Yeah. And then, you know. It's no Baywatch. She's in, she's in the original Love Boat. Nice. Was she in Love Boat TNG? I, Probably not. I'm still in the 80s here, man. Man, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She had a very robust career in the 80s. She played a, a character on Quantum Leap. Of course. Who didn't in the 80s? Oh, Quantum so. Leap was one of those shows where, like, if you were someone who didn't already have your own show at the time, you were on Quantum Leap. Yeah. Because it was just all guest stars. It was two two actors and guest stars for five seasons. That's awesome. That's a good That's a good uh, framework for a TV show. Yeah. Um, she was actually on the Ben Stiller show. Oh, that show won an Emmy, as we've been over on the podcast before. Yeah. And, yeah, then nothing for a while, and then Sharknado 4. Nice. <laughs> okay. It's her biggest accolade in the last 15 years. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah. It seems like she had a lot going for her. She was on Quantum Leap Blossom. Especially Blossom. Um, oh, and also I spoiled it. Um, she totally is only in one episode, so. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think I know why. I mean, you didn't spoil it for anyone else until you just said that you spoiled it. Yeah. You could have kept that to yourself. Well, I'm fine with it. I didn't expect I was going to see her in more than one episode. Huge spoiler. Huge spoiler. Spoiler, it's a 90s sitcom, and the recurring characters are rare. Yeah. Um, until it's like a, a story arc. Yeah. Which, I mean, this could have turned into a story arc. Watching That's this true. episode, I was like, is this going to be one of the... What, is it going to be a story arc? It seemed like it, the way they were building her up. Because the gimmick of the episode is... We'll get to that in a sec here. But the gimmick of the episode is very, uh, very much of that sort of idea where everybody is going to... Have their own idea of what she's like. Mm-hmm. And then she turns out to be totally different. Yep. And totally cool. Uh, so then, before we get to the first fantasy sequence, because obviously we're about well, to have an well, episode with three fantasy sequences. Yeah, technically we're still, like, like Nick hasn't even left for the date yet. And really, I just wanted to say... Yeah, Nick hasn't even... Has Nick even come in yet? Yeah, like, we talked about the fact that he's telling them about how he met her. Oh, right. He freaked out. He was like, I kept her safe, and I was strong for her. And then he has a fantasy of the remembering, and he actually freaked out, and she was the calm, collected one. And then he shows that he always freaks out about everything. I think I know where Blossom gets it from. 
It's true. But he's pacing around like, is this tie too flashy? I can't find my keys. Are my shoes okay? He's very nervous. Yeah. So for her to only be in one episode, man, they really did build her up uh, as if it was going to be someone special in his life. Because they were like, oh, he never introduces uh, his dates to us kids. And, uh, oh, we're all freaking out. And he's freaking out. And she's played by uh, a semi-well-known actress who could very well be a recurring character on At the show. At this point, she would have been on the show, uh, on other shows all the time. I feel like... Oh, yeah. She would have been on Quantum Leap, like, this very same year. Maybe that was her scheduling conflict. She was like, I gotta go do one episode of Quantum <laughs> Leap. I can't be a recurring Blossom character. And I'll be a recurring character on Quantum Leap. Because <laughs> I've never seen it. But I just know that it does good ratings. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great show. I'd like to actually just good. like watch a bunch of that. It's on somewhere. This uh, this episode. Speaking of old shows like that, that that show has a lot of problems with uh, wouldn't work today, especially the one where he goes into the body of a mentally challenged person. Oh yeah, um, but this show has like a has like a just like three bad things in a row, three like non PC things in a row, and. Uh, I'm going to get to that, too. Okay. Anyway, they're in the living room again. Um, well, Joey's, oh, Joey's in the living room, room, and he gets a knock on the door. And, and the next-door neighbor, yep. whose name is Barbara, but everyone calls her Bambi. Yep. And Who she's was? wearing baggy clothes and glasses. Clearly a very attractive woman doing the whole, uh, what's that movie? Uh, she's All That. She's All That, yeah. You take off her like glasses and let her hair down. She's like mega model. Babe, yeah. Even though, obviously, you can see that she's a, a tr- very good-looking person. Yeah. And Joey can see it as well because he's he's stumbling all over his own words. He he every time he says something, it's completely ridiculous, and he knows it immediately. He must want to kill himself. Joey really has a this like self awareness, yeah, that we're learning about him that kind of makes him a really tragic character. Like <laughs> yeah. he's trapped in a mind prison. <laughs> yeah, it's like he can't he can't anticipate what he's going to say before he says it. And it always comes out wrong or stupid. Yeah. And then he realizes it immediately. So his brain is work. His conscious brain is working just slightly slower than his subconscious brain. And also teachers have failed him. That's true. Because we find the, out the he doesn't know what an, in, yeah, he doesn't know what an index is. One of our previous episodes, you know, like that's, that's pretty hard to, hard to hear mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, but he's growing. He's more aware. It's true. We find out later, like, Blossom teaches them a lesson in feminism later in the episode. Yeah, so Bambi's played by Portia Dawson, and she was in uh, various things over the years. She's in Cool as Ice. Okay, yes, that's where I recognize her. But is, is she the girl from Cool as Ice? I think so. Wow. Um, she is, she's the one who is told to ditch the hero, or to ditch the zero and get with the hero, I Oh believe. my god, really? Probably. That's incredible. Have you not seen Cool as Ice? Yeah, but like through the lens of like people reviewing it on YouTube. So you haven't? I haven't sat down and watched the movie. Oh my god, you have to sit down and watch Cool as Ice. Like it's it's like The Room. Like it's so bad, you're just like, what am I watching right now? This is amazing. That sounds incredible. What'd you say your name was? Uh, Portia Dawson. Okay, she is not. She was in. She's in an episode of Hercules <laughs> with Kevin Legendary Dur- D- Journeys. She comes back for Brotherly Love. You see that? She's in an episode of Brotherly Love several oh. years later. Nice. Which, of course, is the uh, Lawrence Brothers show, Brother. Oh, right. Okay. She was in an episode of Step by Step and, like, nothing really else. The movie New Suit. Oh, is that Frankie Muniz? 
Ugh. Man, definitely cool as ice is what I recognize her from, which is crazy. Because looking at what else she's known for, she's in an I've ep- not heard of these movies. She's in an episode of Scrubs. Your favorite, nice. Your favorite show. Favorite she stopped show. working in 2007. Yep. Yeah. The Trouble with Romance. I bet that was like, gotta do nude. She's like, I don't want to. Yeah. It's right to 4.4. <laughs> she was probably nude. In it. Yeah, good call. So anyway, what a tragic career she had. Yeah, so she shows up. Uh, Joey's fallen all over his own word. She wants to use the phone because she's the new neighbor, and her phone's not working, so they, she wants to call the phone company. And the internet didn't exist yet. Yeah, so she couldn't just, like, email them. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, like, I lived in a pretty rural place, so if the phone lines went down, that, like... It's everything. Couldn't connect with the outside world. If there was, like, a blizzard or snowstorm, we were just trapped. I mean, that could happen here in Toronto, but it would take a lot more to do it. Yeah. It would have to be like, like a disaster on like they they could make a movie about the kind of disaster that would be. That's true. a disaster movie. This was ru- this was rural Nova Scotia in the early nineties, so it would have just become a horror movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> different. Yeah. Lower budget. My name is but, Jason. Uh, so so, and this is my. <laughs> this is your. This is my confession. This is your confession. Yeah, called Friday the Fourteenth. Friday the Eleventh. Wait, what's the date today? The Monday the 11th. It's uh, Remembrance Day here in Canada. Yeah. This will air one week after Remembrance Day, so. Yep. And by the time this airs, I'll have been to a Tool concert. And by the time this airs, Don Cherry will be completely scrubbed from any history. Yeah, there's no way he's ever going to be on TV again. More on that at 11. <laughs> <laughs> um... What were we talking about? Oh. So, okay, so, yeah, so basically she comes in, Joey is like, we go on a, no, she, she doesn't ask for a date, he's just like, you can handle anything you want in my house. Yeah. And, uh, cause she thanks him for using the phone, and she's like, no, nah, I'm good, and bounces. Yeah. Joey cannot handle. She's just like, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, no th- uh. No thank you, it was very nice to meet you. Peace. Joey's disappointed in himself. Yeah. And then how do we transition It's the, the car, scene? it's the first time we see Nick and Sue in the car. Oh, yeah, then and we go. He tells her about the kids. This is where he forgets to tell her. Tell yeah, her about she's Joey. like, how's your kids? And he's like, oh, Blossom's like brilliant and smart. And like, Anthony's training to be a paramedic and it's amazing. And then that's all he says. The other, uh, she's like, didn't you say you have three kids? He's like, oh, yeah, Joey. He's, like, uh, good, he's, good got a, he's got an inquisitive mind. Yeah, I laughed at that. I wrote that down. He's going to say boobs so many times. Yeah, they cut back. Joey's talking to Anthony. Was it Anthony? Well, I'll tell you, they're all icing the cake. Oh, they're icing the cake, right. And then Buzz busts in. Buzz busts in. Ghost buzzers. No, Buzz doesn't come in until after Joey's fantasy sequence. Because oh. he's like, I didn't know he had a cow. Oh, she, Which, they just ask why Buzz shouldn't be there in this right, scene. Because uh, that's an association with Nick's ex-wife. And that yeah. doesn't mix well with new girlfriends. Of course it doesn't. But guess who shows up later? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> also, this cake that they start to ice in this scene... Um, when Buzz d- does actually come in, it's like got this pile of icing yeah. on it. And Joey just like squirted a liter of icing directly on top of a cake. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No. Well, it did because he's thinking about Hooters, so he's forgotten what he's doing. For like 45 minutes and nobody else notices. <laughs> also, this episode had a weird like... Everyone else was thinking about the Hooters too that he was talking about. This episode happened super in real time feeling. Yeah. Like it did feel like an evening because Joey is like goes on a date too. That's, does he? Yeah, this all happens like in the one night. 
When does Joey go on a date? Remember he comes back from the date? He's like, I really like her. Or did he... Where no, did he, he didn't get to go out with her. He was like, she she doesn't even notice me. Well, We're where, getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about I've got Joey's... Some questions about how Joey you, has a fantasy sequence. Leave, about, it to, leave it to Joey. Leave it to Joey. It's black and white. They do like a sitcom spoof, which I like. He's and, got a uh, bevy of bikini babes, and uh, and Tony's on the floor groveling, begging him for one bikini babe. Yep. <laughs> And uh, so Joey throws him a bikini, babe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we're introduced to the parents, Nick and, and Susie, and they're all the, the 19, Yeah, they're 1950s. Out. Everybody's all 1950s. Yeah, except Nick's for, hair, man. Yeah. He had like a giant like pompadour, but like an old person pompadour kind of thing. Like imagine if Jerry just like let his hair grow and Jerry Seinfeld and yeah. the like hairstyle stayed the same. <laughs> imagine. Like, poofed out. Imagine if Elvis Presley... And My Chemical Romance combined haircuts. Elvis Romance. Be kind of like that. My Chemical Elvis. <laughs> Both of those are good <laughs> good names for very specific genres. <laughs> I can picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Blossom is introduced. And she's the dumb one in the family now. And she's the stereotypical super nerd that you keeps know. getting her dress caught on the door. Yeah. Which is a hilarious sight gag. She it was a sight gag that like when you... I mean, if this sequence had been a whole episode, it would have happened three times because it's like the rule of threes in comedy. Yeah. But it just happened twice and it only needed to happen twice because the first time was funny, but the second time cracked me right up. Yeah. Because that's all it took to let us know that she literally does this on every door she walks Exactly. Through. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, but we do get another bit where <laughs> Nick is like, Blossom, do your brother's homework. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs and do it. And, and then she walks into she the walks closet. She walks into the closet in the back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's also because Joey's like, but she's dumb, and Nick's like, not in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, what cracked me up is when he goes, Blossom, do your brother's homework, and slaps the books down on the books she's already holding. Yeah, on top of her own homework. Yeah, that was great. And she's just like, sure, I'm stupid. When they had to make Blossom's character so stupid in this fantasy just so that she was the dumb one compared to Joey, because Joey is still dumb. He's still dumb in his own own fantasy. I forget. I didn't write down what he said, but I definitely wrote down Joey's dumb in his own fantasy. Well, he got he got in an accident with the car, which would have been the like plot of the episode because, you know, plots were really thin back in the 1950s. And he crashed into a uh, Fabergé egg store. Yeah. It was like Fabergé. Fabergé, Fabergé eggs, eggs are, us. are us. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote down so weird because it's all very weird. Um, well, it's Joey's fantasy as well. So it doesn't have to be grounded in reality. Yeah. But that's before the incest stuff starts happening. Well, it's not really incest because it's it is well. It's, it's his stepmom. I guess it's legal incest, but not like true gross incest. It's pretty gross though. It's gross because you're become you want to become Eskimo brothers with your dad. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> hugging the mom and putting her his head on her giant boobs, mm-hmm. and then and loving it and loving it, and then it turns out she has a daughter. Who is also Bambi, the new neighbor. Yeah. But, like, now she's not in glasses and baggy clothes. She's in a little black dress. Yeah. Now she's all sexed up. And it, and Joey's like, or, sorry, Nick's like, you're going to have to share a room with her. And Joey's like, oh, no. Okay, fine. Let's go have a nap. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like okay. oh, Joey. And it's I didn't bring my pajamas. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> oh, but then at the end of it. He's like, well, right when she's, it's when she says she didn't bring her pajamas, yeah. right? He looks Dead at the camera. Right into my eyes. His his face is taking the full frame. Whoa! <laughs> I think that's the first iconic whoa. Yeah, we're not going to get a whoa that good for the rest of the series. There can't be. 
I mean, it does get pretty looking. It's he kind of gets like a Zach Morris complexion later, where he, he can look into the camera or okay. like a Will Smith. I guess it's probably more the buildup. Once he becomes a cultural phenomenon, yeah, that's true. He's gonna look directly in our eyes and say, "But well, this one seemed like the biggest because it was, it was just the buildup. We were waiting for this moment, yeah, and it happened. This is exactly how I remember. And he literally looked head. straight at the camera and did it, like it jumped right to ten out of ten. Whoa. Well, the irony is they're making. They're joking about that happening in sitcoms mm-hmm. and there being a catchphrase, but in literally two years from now, it's basically is, like it's... It's true. Predicted the future. Or is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? And they're like, yeah. they're like, guess what we're going to do? This. It's this is a, what Blossom is going to turn into. Yeah, it's Joey it's saying, whoa, at the camera. Very clever. And this episode was written by Don Rio and Judith Allison. Judith A. Allison, yeah. Who I think did the last one, or they did a recent one? The, la- the rockumentary, that was Don Rio and somebody. No, I think that was also... I have it written down. That's true, you do. Judith, Judith, Judith Allison. Nice. And, and, uh, and Zane Busby directing, so we've had the same creative team for the last two episodes, yeah. which are both kind of weirdish episodes. This one's not nearly as weird as the rockumentary one. I mean, this one's got three fantasies in it. Yeah. And the old episodes, first season, I think Judith A. Allison was around back in the first. Oh, for sure. She's the one who went on to John Larroquette show, right? Yeah. Um, After the big whoa, we cut back to reality. They ruined the cake because Joey was thinking about boobs and just squirted all the icing onto the cake. Right, right. Buzz comes in. I didn't know you guys had a cow because the joke is the cake looks like a pile of shit. Yep. And it did. I did. They probably had a an art team make that. They probably had a while we were in fantasy sequence. The live audience oh. would have been watching a cow shit on the kitchen table. I was going to say just <laughs> Joey putting icing on the whole time. Oh, probably that's probably far more budgetarily friendly. How, how than did this make? They, they didn't have like they did they roll a TV out and be like, here's what happens at this part. Mm, I wonder how they shot this, or if it'd be like, like they, reset and then do the fantasy. I think they would have to re- like they couldn't shoot it all chronologically. No, definitely not. They'd have to start with the with the next fantasy scene with the li- the kitchen being filled with trash. Yeah. So would they do? Yeah, and there yeah there was that fantasy with the kitchen full of trash. So like, well, yeah, what order would it be filmed in? Would they do all the fantasies first? So it, I bet they did the fantasies last, and they did the fantasy where the kitchen was trashed first. as the final yeah. one. Oh, okay. No, because then like. The audience didn't have to sit there and watch them clean up a set. Right. Perhaps. Right. But. So, okay. Buzz walks in, calls the cake a pile of shit. Yeah. Then what, do we go straight into Tony? No, no, no. This is where we get into what I was talking about earlier with the fucking, the multiple PC infractions is what I'm going to start calling. Okay, them. go for it. So they try to get rid of Buzz. Um, he goes, um, oh, he's got a date with a woman. And then fucking Tony says, I hope so. Yep. Uh, So Six's uh, (laughs) prejudices are bleeding into her neighbors. Yep. And then, and then Tony says, Oh, I'm surprised uh, she's not a big fat woman in a prison outfit. Oh, yeah. That has ankles the size of tree stumps. Joey's like, Yeah, I wonder what she looks like. And, and, and Tony's like, Yeah, I bet she's a big fat woman. Yeah. Obviously being sarcastic, as if you'd ever date a lot. He says a in a prison woman. outfit with ankles the size of tree stumps. He's, yeah. he's, very, he's specific very specific, too. Very specific about... Uh, he, so he's being... His sarcasm is so extreme that it's like, obviously she's going to be a uh, smoking hot babe. Uh, 9 out of 10 model runway. Yeah. 
other words. Who also has ankles the size of tree stumps. Obviously. You got all that catwalking? Yeah. Walking on the catwalk? You're gonna you're gonna get big ankles. That's what ruins most models' careers, actually. And for some reason this makes Tony like freak out and have a fantasy where they're Motley crew. The whole Yeah, basically. The whole except for him. I, I felt like poison, but yeah, same thing. Yep. Just like stereotypical hair metal heads who are just like, there's pizza crust and cigarette butts yeah. and everybody's drinking beers. Kitchen's trashed. Yeah. Six is smoking. Nick's smoking, blows it in Tony's face because Tony comes in. Tony's still normal. He's dweeby. Tony, they make fun of him for not drinking. Uh, they make fun of him for being a dweeb. That's really all this fantasy was. He was just like, no, I'm a nerd and everyone else is a rock star now who just fucks everybody. Joey had a ponytail. Was, Joey had a ponytail. That's pretty funny. But yeah, um, they all had tattoos. Blossom was going to get a tattoo that said the same thing as her parents did, which was like ride into hell or something. No, it was a a born to raise hell. Born to raise hell. Uh, Sue also says that uh, Tony, since he's such a drag, he can take 12 steps off an 11th step here. (laughs) So like, geez. Like, yeah. that's a lot to say to your uh, your stepson, who's yeah. a recovering addict. Yeah. But this, again, was was Tony's, I, I can't call it a fantasy, this is a nightmare. Like, his know. worst, like, the worst possible thing they're going to happen. Basically, like, if you look at it from his perspective as being a recovering alcoholic, yeah, it's just his nightmare. Like, everyone, my whole family is going to peer pressure me into drinking. That's I saw subtle continuity in this, though. Okay. This con- this chronologically happens that night yeah. because she picks up like a like a chocolate cake and throws it to the wolves, so to speak, to uh, to Blossom and and uh, Joe oh, sitting true. at the table. It was a different cake. But- so it was a different cake, but I think that there was a little bit of uh, flair the writers added to make it more dire to mm-hmm. seem like Within the date that yeah. evening, and also it's going to gonna turn into yeah. a Molly Crew party. But also, and also, uh, Tony's wearing the same outfit in the fantasy as he is in reality, showing that it's the same day. Exactly. Yeah, but that was all there was to the sequence: is Tony just being like, "Shit, everyone's going to start drinking to make me try to drink." Like the, we're all in a hair metal band together. When really, I'm just wearing my new pastel shirt that I like to call a studied casual look. To which Nick replies, "Study harder," as in he wants Tony to dress better. When he gets introduced to his girlfriend. And, uh... Sorry, I, just, I walked away to... I went to get a beer from the fridge. And then you got that sweet rant out about that line. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you remembered that line because that was a good line. Which line? The study harder one. Oh, yeah. I don't know where if that came in. That came in before this. That was like at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before... Obviously before Nick left to go pick uh, Susie up. Um, and then we come back to reality and Joey's wearing the eight ball jacket again. Yeah. He comes in, he's getting back from a movie. This is where I'm confused about what happened. Was he getting in from a movie? Cause that doesn't make any sense to the timeline. Cause Nick was just going to be gone for like an hour. Yeah. So Joey, that's why this, the cr- movie, th- that's, I don't know, man. That's why the chronology of all this is, but like, where else would he have been? Like he had the jacket on, he's coming from outside. You know what? Maybe was he, he just was, hanging outside Bambi's house. Yeah. Maybe she he just went him? next door to be like, and, and he didn't notice him because it's raining and he was creeping in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the, the whole, the whole crux of this is that he has to go pick her up cause it's raining and he doesn't want to be late. So he Nick gets does. all, yeah, Nick's yeah. right. He freaks Not out Joey. and leaves the house. Joey's just an idiot. Joey, yeah, he's just an idiot. And uh, but he comes back in and he's all like, "Yeah, oh, this hot new girl next door with great gazongas." You <laughs> probably said that, uh, or something along those lines. He's he like, says, "She doesn't even notice me." And this is where Blossom 
starts to tell Joey, stop treating women like objects or no, no woman's going to want to go. This is, yeah, this is where the lesson of the episode is very compacted into one scene. This episode was mostly just fluff for lessons, but she is kind of like, Joey can't treat women like objects. Yeah. He's like, but oh man, chicks. He's like women. Yeah. Women, Joey, it's 2019. Yep. Uh, Blossom's very ahead of her time. She should notice when her, when her brothers are being homophobic at least. Yeah, she really should. Considering how feminist she is. I bet my Bialik in real life was like, maybe we don't put that stuff in the show. And they were like, whatever, I'm a big Hollywood executive. I'm doing cocaine and smoking <laughs> cigars. And then she just uh, wrote her own own lines. And then someone, then Zane Busby was like, no, we're keeping Blossom's take. Yeah. Or Mayim. Mayim's take. They're all Blossom's take. It's the show Blossom. It's called Blossom. This is a show about Blossom. This is we a talk show about, Blossom. about Blossom. We're talking the about NBC Blossom hit currently show. from the 90s. Um, hashtag nostalgia. Hashtag funny. Joey starts talking about how it's like love at first sight. And he's really interested in what she has to say. And he wants to know what she's thinking all the time. Uh, and then we never see her again. Heard music. Well, when he met her, it turns out he was listening to a Walkman. But he heard what different music. It's different music. I hear bells when she talks. And I kept waiting for, like, punchlines. But he was pretty sweet about it. But also, he's got a boner, so. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, plus, he's got great knockerinos. Knockeronies. <laughs> he says knockeronies. That's worse than knockerinos in my oh, imagination. Yeah, because you're turning breasts into noodles? Macaronis? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense, if you ask me. Okay, so Blossom is like, yeah, okay, stop saying that. Yeah. I'll put in a good word for you with her, if... You don't make any more boob jokes. He's like, well, I need at least two a week, and then, yeah. you know... They negotiate. I wrote down boob joke negotiations. <laughs> this is what they did. She was like, alright, one a week. And he's like, they come in pairs. So she was like, okay, two a week, but that counts as one. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Then we get to... Back to the car. Nick and Sue are talking about their exes now. Oh, I wrote down car in the rain because, like, any time on a sitcom... Like, you all know when there's a car scene in a sitcom, the car's not really moving. You can tell. But they have, like, lights go by to look like headlights in the dark. But you can always tell when it's raining... No one's going anywhere because it's just drizzling straight down onto the hood of the, under car. the hood of the car, and also the car wasn't moving at all. Like usually, oh yeah, like, they'll bounce that, it or whatever. They bounce the car because remember in a previous episode a long time ago. Now we've been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were driving on the highway out of town to go camping, that yeah, car someone... was moving up and down like mm-hmm. a lot. And this time I was like, they're sitting still. I can tell. And also I thought it was interesting because they took no effort there. But when you showed. When you showed from the side, there was like light, like rear view lights in the side view mirror, like the front of the side view mirror. So they put like a little bit of effort and occasionally like a light would go by like really poorly, but they could have made it so much better. All they needed was an intern to bounce the bumper in the back a little bit and a fan to make the rain blow towards the car to look like it was moving. Perfect. And it would have, it would have cost them. I mean, I'm sure the NBC lot has a fan around. They wouldn't need to buy a fan for this. And an intern works for free. So that would have been a totally free upgrade to the production value of the show. So uh, Zane Busby, if you're listening, next time you're making a sitcom with a car in it that's driving in the rain, take note. Well, now it would just be CGI and there'd just be a, a, a green screen with like Avengers. really good effects. Yeah, like the Hulk. The Hulk would come and like push the car over and <laughs> aliens would attack Blossom's house. It would be dope. Yeah, next time Blossom's dad's going to pick up a girlfriend, that's all going to happen. A modern, like a, a reboot of Blossom 
Um, like Fuller House, like a continuation. Yeah, the, since the fantasies were such an they integral would call part. It, they would call it Blossom, my continuation. <laughs> this podcast is canceled because the greatest Blossom joke had been said. Yep. Well, Whoa. Whoa. Oh, you were saying something. I'm sorry. The, but the, the um, remake, reboot of Blossom. A reboot, if the, the fantasies were such a integral part of the show all the way through, as, as far as I remember, um, they could do these really elaborate fantasies with whoever the Joey character is or whoever the Blossom. Because my Alec and Joey would have to like go back to the house to... And Blossom still lives next door, and then one of them has kids. I feel like Joey would be the one who's not around for all the episodes, because he has other sitcoms and, and stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Stoyanov, he would be there gung-ho the whole time. He would live, still live in the attic, or like... No, he... He, he would have moved back to yeah. the attic, because he does move out towards the end of the show, I think. Or they get a house next door. yeah. Him and his end of se- end of series. They move girlfriend. into Six's house. Yep, because Six's parents died, and because Six is so distraught about her parents dying, she moves in. We're gonna have a. This is a time capsule because when this series ends, the blossom the continuation happens. We're gonna know though what the future would probably be actually like. We will be that in, deep into blossom that we will just it'll be a second consciousness to us. It's already kind of there for me. Kind of. Blossom is the greatest television show of all time. Um, we do somehow now get to Blossom's fantasy. Uh, oh yeah, we were talking about an episode about Blossom, by the way. Yeah, well, we're back in the living room with uh, Blossom and Tony. They're making the dinner table up. They're concerned. Blossom's concerned that um, Sue is just in it for like sex or like. Yeah, I guess so. he doesn't trust. She just doesn't trust Sue without even meeting her, and just her reservations are what come out in the fantasy, which is literally that she's just like a. She anic- fucked him to death. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it that she <laughs> fucked Nick to death. <laughs> Killed Nick with sex. Uh, there's more weird incest bits in it. She's dressed in like this. She's you know got heels on, so she's like a foot taller. She's already yeah. a tall like '90s blonde. Yeah. Like she barely fits through the front door with these heels on. Yeah. She mouth kisses. So it's Tony and Joey. It's they're coming back from Nick's funeral. Nick's funeral. She mouth kisses both of the boys, and is like, "Go run me a bath." And they fucking stumble over each oh, yeah. other to run upstairs. Uh, meanwhile, she's like, "I'm gonna go on this next date." And Blossom's like, "This guy's really hot." Yeah, you just put you just put my dad in the ground, and it's really bleak. Yeah, and then Buzz shows up, and he, he, that's who she's going that's on the, the date. date with. That's the date is Buzz, of course. That's what Buzz, Blossom's Buzzby. innermost. <laughs> Blossom's innermost fear is that she'll kill her dad with sex and Blossom will be or uh, Buzz will be Blossom's new dad. Yep. And that was it. That was her fantasy. That was her whole fantasy. Joey's was the best by far. It was like half the episode. Yep. It was more than just like an idea. It had like a it, had, it was a sitcom. It was like a full sitcom just miniaturized into like 5 minutes. Yep. And basically that's so that's her fantasy and then then Susan and Nick show up, right? Yeah, and it's completely normal and everything's fine. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you would not believe it, but I had totally different ideas about what you kids would look like. And Joey's like, I'd believe it. I dreamt uh, you had giant gazongas. Yeah, and that the freeze frame. There's one more thing, but the freeze frame is like Nick going to kill. Oh yeah, Joey. After he says that, and then that's I hypothesized that uh, that's why we never see Sue again because she's like. Yep, could be. Yeah, <laughs> I made off. He's like, well, we're not seeing her again. I made a concerned face, like a grossed out concerned face. There, you could, it's a po- it's an audio podcast, mm-hmm. so 
Um, but he was basically doing a real life emoji of exactly. a weirded out person. But there was one other thing that happened. Buzz is just there still. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, who's this guy. And Nick's like, uh, that's their, uh, I'm your priest of Flanagan. Yeah. Why don't you give me a hundred dollars to, to go and for the, for the, the organ, shirt, yeah. the organ fund. And Nick's like, I only have 20 bucks, man. Yeah, they squeeze. Buzz squeezes Nick's face so hard and says, <laughs> "He's like ah, he gives till it hurts. He gives till it hurts." <laughs> and squeezes his face and then leaves. Takes his his uh, extortion money and leaves. And then Joey's like, "I didn't know Grandpa was also a priest." Yeah, ruining it right away. Ruining it right away. And then we see uh, the giant knockers thing with Joey, and it ends. And then freeze frame. Of, freeze of frame. Nick about to kill him. Like oh, Homer Simpson style. Yeah. In one... Oh, in Tony's sequence. I know it's a fantasy, but Nick being violent. He smacked Tony in the face. It's weird that he didn't didn't, like smack him across the room or anything. It was just like a... If I was in that family in that episode, I would have imagined her being like a film noir uh, person coming to like... This is your solve fantasy? this mystery. Yeah, this is okay. my fantasy. She's coming. She's coming to solve the mystery because they're fucking like mafioso, right? Yeah. But he's a. But Nick's a private investigator, and he makes them all like uh, this. I'm just making this up as it comes to my head right now. So bear with me. Well, we can tell. Nick, <laughs> Tony, and Blossom have been fully converted to gangsters, and they're like playing cards and chess. Yeah. And then Tony yes, comes. That's what gangsters play. I, I guess meant, maybe. I meant to I would say think dominoes. <laughs> I meant to say dominoes or uh, poker. Or poker. Thank you. <laughs> and then and then Tony comes in. Now yeah. Joey would have to come in and be like, "I snubbed out Johnny Two Fingers," and then. Yeah, Nick's a private investigator, and then it's all her fault because <laughs> she's like, part of the end. There. It really did. The private investigator part really fucked me over. I was on the edge of my seat. Let's just say they're all gangsters. He's not a private investigator. He's the mob boss, and she's yeah. he's been made the mob boss by dating her that one night, and they still throw chocolate cake at at. Oh, okay. At Tony. At me. Yeah, there should have been a running be joke. There. Cake should have been thrown at everyone. I would be the one that comes in because it's my fantasy. So I'd be like, oh no, don't turn it into a mob boss. Yeah. No, let's not be illegal. Yeah. My fantasy would be that uh, she's actually Cookie Monster. <laughs> I've not had enough sleep. <laughs> so it's, it's like, this like will a, be funny to say. It's, no, it's, no I, I can see it. It's a Muppets, <laughs> Muppet fantasy. That's true. Community did a bunch of like animation uh, episodes and claymation and stuff. Why not a Muppet episode of, of Blossom? Or a part of an episode. So everyone's Muppets. I wonder if there's a musical episode. I don't think there is, but if there this show be, came Remember out the now, musical episode of Scrubs? Yeah. Where the woman couldn't hear anything but singing? Yeah. That was an, the best musical episode ever of a sitcom. Of course. But it was a trend in the early 2000s that every show had to have a Yeah, but Scrubs episode. did it best. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire really Slayer did it well. Yeah, I have to watch after, that one. But like, like after I'm, Buffy had kind of gone downhill. Yeah. But I hear that that's a good episode, right? Yeah. I haven't watched a lot of Buffy because I don't really like it, but if I were to watch any more episodes, I would probably seek that one out. I don't know. Madison was watching it for a while. My wife was watching it for a bit, and I caught bits and pieces. When it was on, I didn't really watch it. I watched the first couple seasons, and then I I lost it. But the one where John Ritter plays uh, uh, Buffy's new stepdad slash a killer robot, outstanding. Perfect. Out-fucking-standing. That's amazing because... um, you tied it into this episode because it's a nightmare about what could happen to 
if that's true significant other dates I'm are gonna random. change my fantasy it's not gonna be Cookie Monster it's gonna be Nick brings home John Ritter and he's a killer robot <laughs> <laughs> and somehow kill. turns the kids into killer robots and it's so amazing because John Ritter like he's he's famous for all these funny shows like Three's Company he's outstanding in that just the the visual comedy the sight gags he's a movie, master at it stay tuned mm-hmm and uh, he was uh, he was JD's dad in Scrubs and uh, Ten Rules to Dating My Teenage Daughter or something. He was in that, but then he was just less like a totally abusive, violent character in Buffy. Like, which I think I think knowing he was a comedic actor made it even funnier because he was just so deadpan serious and just was out to kill Buffy, and Buffy killed him. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, between the two of them, Buffy wins. That's a huge spoiler. <laughs> you imagine Buffy didn't win, and the rest of the show for, like, six more seasons was just John Ritter, the killer robot, dating Buffy's mom. I can't imagine that, because that's not what happened. No, I can't. Whoa, watch. Uh, so we got a really subdued whoa at the very, very beginning. That I didn't even notice. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> Hmm. It's not even a sad woe, just like an exasperated woe. Yeah. And then we got the woe of the year. We got though, the woe of the year. We got season. easily the woe of the season. I if there's a better woe, we'll be hard pressed to find it. We will be going back to. So that's his fantasy. So it's him being like, "This is going to be my catchphrase." Yes. Yeah, I believe that. Too. That's canon to me. That is totally. As soon as he hears that in his own head, next week, let's see if the woe actually is a part of the show now. Because their reaction to that was probably like, ah, <laughs> you've <laughs> done it. Mayhem in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Just like everyone flooded out of fucking Studio 8 on the NBC lot and just madness ensued. This episode started the LA riots. Yep. That wouldn't happen for another like year and a half, but something like that. But still, it started it. Just very slowly. Some say... Brian's taking a while to build. You yeah. understand? <laughs> Some say Joey Russo was the cause of the L.A. riots. Yeah. And I mean, that riot had to make it from, like, Hollywood to Compton. Yeah. That's, that doesn't happen overnight. No. So it's... Yeah. So it started in that, in that studio on that fateful day. Yeah. And this happened, like, 28 years ago, so we can make jokes about it. Yeah. Yeah, the LA riots. Hilarious. Hilaire is actually, we shorten it now in the future. Hilaire. Hilaire. Yeah. That's true. Hilaire. <laughs> I just uh, call it Hill. That's Hill. There's no hats. No hats. There was a ponytail. Joey's ponytail Joey's really Joey got tail. me. A Joey tail. <laughs> a pony Joe. I don't know. What other watches do we have? Drug watch. Drug no watch. drug watch. Well. Except, no, not really. No real drug watch, except Tony not wanting to partake in the peer pressure of drinking. It was like, yeah, it was like underage drinking. Yeah, but that was, it was a fantasy sequence, and nothing specifically was mentioned other than booze, which, whatever. I feel like the drug watch is probably probably going to become subdued. They mentioned all the drugs in like the first season, and we got to the bottom of most things. I mean, I'll still keep my ear to the ground. Same, and I I think it's uh, I think I think that if this show. Happen now. I've said this before, but I think Tony would be like a weed advocate. He'd be like, weed's fine. It doesn't yeah. fucking make me want to drink a hundred beers. For sure. In my opinion, in, in my opinionation, oh, we didn't talk about the lesson. Uh, I talked about the, the lesson when did. we were actually going through it. It was really like, uh, it was a microcosm. It was like a side lesson. Yeah. The overall lesson was just like, don't just like make up fantasies about a random person um, who yeah, could yeah. potentially be a, an important part of your life. Maybe more, mm-hmm. maybe well, for the not. younger listener, if you have like a new step 
person in your life, uh, you know, get to know yeah. them, get to know them based on the context of their character. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover or even the lack thereof cover. That's that's why I didn't say don't judge a book by its cover because it's it's bigger than that. It's like don't even like predetermine what the book could be about. Yeah. Boom. I'm very proud of that. It's pretty good. In my opinion, Nation, this was a great episode. In my opinion, Nation, I'll agree with that. I think uh, I think that this episode was easier to talk about because there's more stuff to talk about. Where the rockumentary episode was just very. It's we could have Nothing been like happened. it was such a. It's a parody of Blossom. Yeah, it's of a parody Madonna. of Madonna. I watched the trailer for Truth and Lies after, and it had all the same beats. They basically oh, yeah. took the trailer. And made a block. Took the well, took the um, took the Song. actual music part out and just added in a bunch of like parody nonsense. And Doogie Hauser. And Doogie Hauser. Neil Patrick Harris. He would go on to have a storied career. He would. Uh, Doogie Hauser. How I Met Your Mother. Harold and Kumar. The Oscars. Uh, Sing Along Blog. Yep. Doctor Strange. Doctor Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> and that was it. That's all he's done. Yeah. Five things. That's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been in other stuff. And Blossom. He's in Blossom. First yeah. and foremost. A Harold and Kumar 2. Yeah. And, and Harold three. and Kumar 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting story about that. I saw that movie <laughs> in theaters uh, after they had taken the 3D, like the ability to watch it in 3D out. It was just on a regular screen. Yeah. Nowhere near as it could have possibly been because they actually did full on like 3D, like throw things at the camera. Oh, yeah. But in regular 2D, it just is dumb. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> well, it's the same as watching, like going back and watching Friday the 13th part three, because I don't know if there's 3D versions of that still available, but it's just ton of like and eyeballs flying at the camera and crossbows flying at the camera and harpoons flying at the camera, <laughs> the credits flying at the camera. And I think that's it. But like every time it happens, it's clearly like, well, we got this 3D budget. Let's use it. There was a very prominent scene that I always remember because of how like blatant it was. Uh, they like throw a Christmas tree out the window and I'm pretty sure Bobby Lee's like holding on to it. Yeah. So it's like Bobby Lee and a Christmas tree coming at you. Yeah. It doesn't have the same hilarious effect if it's just like like a gimmick. I bet seeing it in 3D, it wasn't that much funnier. You're That's like, okay, they're making fun of 3D. Like you still get the joke. Yeah, and I find when I go to see movies, I'd rather see them in regular because, especially nowadays, the 3D movies, like, they don't really enhance the movies that much. I love seeing space in 3D. Like, Gravity in 3D was fucking awesome. Okay, I can see that. And even, like, Prometheus was probably the first movie that I saw in 3D that was, like, in space. And I was like, it was so cool to see, like, how far away space looked compared to a planet, even though the planet's, like, probably several thousand miles away. But it still had that, like, uh, you could sort of see around it. Yeah, kind of. Like, there was all this uh, uh, feeling of vast depth. The only thing that gets me in those situations, like, I've watched a lot of the... I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies in 3D. Snow and debris, when it feels like it's kind of filling the, like, the theater. Yeah. That works on me. Oh, you like that? No, I like that. That's what I don't like. That's what you don't like. Yeah, I like being able to look into the screen. Like, that's why I like the space, because it looks far back. Yeah. When it's coming out of the screen, like, it seems less real, When it comes out of the screen, that's when it seems less real. But, like, uh, environmental effects, I I really... Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, that's cool. And I that's also... That goes for the Skyrim VR and the VR games. When stuff feels like it's behind you yeah in your peripheral vision that i like it's when they it's obvious and also a lot of like the spaceship stuff in the marvel movies are really look a lot better when it's just like 2d because it's so obviously like cgi that 
I want somebody yeah. to do a retrospective of the of the CGI through the whole Marvel from Iron Man one to Endgame. Yeah, how much it's improved. I'd watch that as long as it's not too long. It'd be how many hours? <laughs> I'm gonna watch. <laughs> it'd be the, real time. The it'd be real, real time. time to all the movies. Doing a commentary just uh, of the movies. I wonder how many. Hey Google, how many hours are all the Marvel movies added up? On the website Cora.com, they say, The Avengers, 2 hours and 23 minutes. Iron Man, 3 to 2 hours and 11 minutes. Thor, The Dark World, 1 hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, Google, well, I'm stop. not gonna. <laughs> well, if you're not gonna add it up for us. Okay, Google, how many hours is the MCU? 48 hours. On the website ScreenRant.com, they say, now Avengers Endgame has released. The MCU is over 48 hours long. Nice. Marathoning yeah. most film franchises really isn't that hard. Yeah, that's actually uh, 48 hours is like a like f- few seasons of a TV show. Yeah, that's not so bad. 48 hours. Let's say they're two hours each. So there's 24 MCU movies ish. Yeah, they're all like they're 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 90 minutes, but like with post credits during credits later and they're just a little bit longer than a 90 minute movie because you have to make them a little well, some bit. of them are long well, some yeah some are longer than the, well I, obviously I avengers was like oh like over two hours yeah all the avengers, guardians of the galaxy yeah were like two hours but yeah i definitely haven't watched all of them actually you know what i think they're all two hours so back to what i said being correct on that note Go to our website, BlossomBuddies.net, and hit all our social media links. Yeah, just go everywhere and do everything. Uh, YouTube's been coming along nicely. Once again, I'd like to thank all the new subscribers. We appreciate it. It's a really small project that I really am going to do my best to continue to update. Um, I'd like to say here that uh, I've already experienced a bit of fatigue. So I'd like to, after I finish putting out Jake's episode, I'm probably going to go to uh, every two weeks. Yeah, that's fine. I, uh, I've always said I have no interest in doing the amount of work that would go into making videos. So I learned good I, on you for I, doing it. I learned how much. Yeah, I learned how much work I want to put into it. Is what I learned, and I'd rather instead of trying to jam episodes out, yeah, I'd rather it be kind of a special thing. So pick the really good ones. I'm gonna do. I feel like this was a good episode. This was a good episode, but I'm gonna do the, all the guests first. Okay. I'm gonna the next one. I'm gonna start doing uh, Mike's first episode. Sure. And I'm gonna actually take screenshots from the episode, so it's a little bit. First of all, I'm creating my own content, mm-hmm. not just jacking things from Google. But also, I want to. I want to. Well, by creating your own content, you mean taking other people's content. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll put a little copyright on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> like <laughs> blossom copyright NBC nineteen ninety one copyright Jason Phillips twenty nineteen. Did you ever notice how ninety one and nineteen are just opposite? Holy Switch shit! Switch the digits around. Holy shit! It's like we're in ninety one right now. So next year is going to be twenty nine. Yep. That makes no sense. Oh yeah, because it's ninety two, so it does make sense. Yeah, no, I followed. I didn't, right. I didn't even follow my own thing there. I said it and I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Comment below. Comment above. Comment above. Blossom buddies. Oh, we need a room tone. We didn't get any off the video. So let's just. That's a wrap. How does that work? Whoa. Whoa.